This episode is brought to you by Mesa Workflow Automation. Mesa is the only automation platform that enables Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants to create workflows that automatically carry out repetitive tasks and allow merchants focus on their business. You're trying to please your customer uh, by giving them, it could be some form of a loyalty or a reward scheme. I would propose just turn that into a price and move on. It's simpler for everybody. If you feel like you're actually just getting a different price right off the bat based on who you are because you've been recognized and you've been thanked essentially at the time of checkout... Resist the urge to think of your customer base as homogenous. They are not homogenous. There are better and worse customers, and you really want to be thoughtful about how you're going to reward the better customers. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the single biggest factor when it comes to pricing most e-commerce businesses, which is pricing and how to deliver customer loyalty through pricing. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubby's. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hi guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. And so if you are, you know, essentially selling in the direct-to-consumer space, um, essentially you're, you're, you're tuned in to, to the right podcast, to the best, best of the best podcast in the direct-to-consumer space. 
if I have to say that. Now, if you work in marketing at an e-commerce business or a founder, um, I'm essentially going to help you sell more directly to your customers. And you know how we do it. Um, we essentially interview an expert, um, a founder or, or a direct consumer e-commerce business or a representative from a best in class e-commerce, you know, SaaS product. And um, their remit is essentially um, fine tuned and focused to help you grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size and ultimately sales. Um, speaking of which today, you know, we've been trying to talk about, I, I think I posted up on the Facebook, you know, page about, um, potential episodes and we were talking about pricing and I recall I was, um, on the NetCore podcast. I, I was on a guest, I was a guest on the NetCore podcast a few weeks ago and we we're talking about personalization in general. And one of the, um, w- one of the, topics we talked about was like, we, we, we briefly talked about was like personalized pricing, like dynamic pricing, dynamic pricing, essentially. Um, and on today's episode, I, you know, I have with me Cactus Razi and is here really to talk about just building out customer loyalty through pricing, through personalized pricing. We personalize a lot in e-commerce, um, but we never really have talks about personalizing, you know, pricing, rewarding customers or setting prizes, you know, based on what you know about customers. And and that's what Cactus um, is, is here to, to talk about now. A bit about Cactus. He is the founder and former CEO of Elephant Incorporated. Now, Elephant with an F, so instead of PH with an F, which is now part of Exos Financial. And they're focused on building smarter marketplaces through AI-powered pricing. Now, Cactus led Elephant to success, working with a brilliant team of engineers and marketplace experts and focused, they're pretty much focused on improving pricing transparency and efficiency in the bond market and in finance. And, and here he has written a book called Price. Right, I, I've 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 gone through it. I haven't read the book, you know, cover to cover, but I've actually scanned through it. And these are like foundational principles that apply across industry. And in in, in his book, he he talks about the the hotel industry, travel, a bit about e commerce. And the reason I want him, well, well, the reason he's here on the show is to give us insights on. Becoming smarter prizes, prizes, yeah, as e-commerce, you know, um, you know, people, as e-commerce businesses, as, you know, um, yeah, in, in retail. And I, I just find the whole topic on pricing very fascinating because it's, it's an opportunity to just, you know, maximize, you know, revenue on a one-to-one basis. And I'm just super excited to, to have Cactus on the show. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Cactus. Hi, Cactus. Thank you very much, Kunle. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. ShipBob is the global fulfillment leader for e-commerce brands like you. They've actually just launched their first UK fulfillment center, which is quite close to me here in London. London. This gives ShipBob's clients access to e-commerce markets in the US, US, Canada, and now Europe. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. 
This quote from their site, from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primo Coffee, really stood out for me. She said, I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? Fulfillment is incredibly time intensive, so hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, head over to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That is S-H-I-P-B-O-B.com forward slash 2x. Fantastic. Um, probably not done you sufficient justice, but could you give us a bit of background about yourself um, and what you're up to, you know, right now? Sure. Yeah, I'm a I'm a financial services professional uh, and and have actually been in sales since I was 15 years old. I'm 50 now, so I've been doing it for 35 years. Mm. The bulk of I did, um, I spent time in a variety of industries, but the bulk of my career has been in financial services. Um, and more recently, I started to use this, this is really right around 2013 and 2014 with the rise of big data, we started to apply um, sophisticated data analytics to pricing bonds, to buying and selling bonds as principal and really thinking about um, these securities as, um, as sort of an entity unto itself where you gather a bunch of data and then spit out a price that's appropriate for a variety of conditions without getting you know, too, too, into too much detail. And, and then about a couple of years ago, when I started to write the book, I, I wrote this book specifically because I saw uh, there was a, a, a few different factors happening in the marketplace that are going to impact any e-commerce retailer. Uh, the first one, obviously, is the availability of data analytics, allowing us to uh, use analytics to be much more thoughtful around cre- uh, portions of the customer experience. And, and my area of, of specialization is price. And the second element was this competitive threat of uh, price transparency on the internet, of uh, customized browser extensions that really troll the internet for lower prices when available. And thinking a little bit about how do we maximize the loyalty of our customer base in light of the opportunities presented by data analytics and the threats presented by um, sort of uh, heavy, heavy discounting and deflationary pressure of the internet. Super fascinating. So, so you think the internet is giving people too much info, empowering shoppers essentially, um, in a way where it suppresses pricing or prices. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not even it's commoditized in in a way. Yeah, it's not. It's not even my thesis whatsoever. Um, Mm. There are plenty of. products out there already that do troll the internet for you on an automated basis. We see a lot of anecdotal evidence in brick and mortar that customers use their mobile phones to do sort of a real-time price check and uh, make sure that they're, you know, not every customer does this, but it's it's becoming increasingly common to use mobile commerce as a real-time price check. And so, uh, although I realize that today's audience really is not worried about brick and mortar. There's plenty of examples out there that the availability of information via the internet is uh, increasing price competition. And this is a a concept that needs to be thought about by all of your listeners as they try to map out their strategy for success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. um, So let's start out with dynamic pricing. So our conversation earlier, um, when you know, you explained what um, pretty much personalized pricing was. Yeah. I, my verbiage 
um, in response to you is, oh, it's dynamic pricing. And you, yeah. you, you, you made it very clear that dynamic pricing is different from personalized, um, you know, um, pricing. So yes. sh- sh- should we, should we just flesh that out? Unpack that. Sure. Just really yeah, briefly, it, yeah. you know, dynamic pricing is this notion that, uh, with different market conditions or, or, you know, different situations, you're going to have a variety of prices that could change uh, daily. It could even change on the, on the minute or on the second. What dynamic pricing generally does not uh, include is a component of who the customer is. So it may include generalized supply and demand or various other conditions, but generally dynamic pricing is not associated with pricing the customer. It's associated with pricing the market conditions. Personalized pricing, on the other hand, is 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 an is a new concept that I am promoting in this book. It's not widely discussed, but it's really around who is your specific customer. That is to say, you need to identify this person in some way, and and should your price reflect your customer relationship? Hmm. And that is to say, to the degree that you're able to observe loyalty in your customer base. Our suggestion is that either through a differentiated price or a differentiated experience that you reward that loyalty and encourage that loyalty. So a lot of times people talk about pricing as a revenue maximization function. And what we're suggesting is to take a longer term view and think a lot more about loyalty maximization as being the function. Now, there's obviously a revenue component to loyalty by definition. Balance and some of your, yeah, some of your guests have talked about customer lifetime value. And that's a, that is a concept that's becoming a lot more prevalent in today's discussions. My, my point would be the following. Through uh, most e-commerce sites, at some point, the customer has to identify who they are. And at that point, you are able to recognize whether this is a repeat customer, what have they purchased in the past, whether their consumer behaviors are consistent with with what you're trying to accomplish in your uh, e-commerce business and then provide that customer with a specific differentiated experience. The ultimate destination would be if you have 250,000 customers, it's possible that you might end up with 250,000 prices. That's a, that's a, a little bit of, I think, a, a real stretch. But what you might want to start off with is, hey, I have two types of customers, first time on my site or repeat customer. And, and right off the bat, I'm just going to segment it that way to two segments and then continue to segment additionally with the, to get increasing levels of personalization as my own, um, as my own analytics and my own understanding of my customers continues to deepen. So would you, would returning customers get things cheaper? Yes. Okay. I think they would. I think they should. I, I don't think that has to be the answer. Um, mm-hmm. in certain businesses, uh, there's m- plenty of other premiums you can give customers that where you don't necessarily need to discount. But I, I also feel that most of your audience would agree that they're going to give their return customer something. It could be yeah. a points, a point scheme or a, ro- a loyalty scheme. Yeah. It could be that they uh, receive an email that says 15% off your next purchase once they do complete their initial purchase. There's, there's many different things that, that you, most of your audience are already doing that are presuppose a de facto discount. Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's, it's essentially 
integrating smarter personalized marketing into existing loyalty programs. I think that's a a very practical way of applying, um, you know, personalized pricing. And And um, and it's really thinking about the price function as, as central to your marketing. And I think most of your audience would agree that in their personal lives, the fewer reward schemes they need to manage, the better they are. And in some senses, you simply want to cut to the chase, which is you're trying to please your customer uh, by giving them, it could be some form of a loyalty or a reward scheme. I would propose just turn that into a price and move on. It's simpler for everybody. And in fact, so long as the as the differentiated price is not necessarily expected, it's actually psychologically delightful in a way that, that you know, there's a lot of, of work out there about how discounting schemes reward certain uh, brain parts of your brain and, yep. and give you a little dopamine hit the and whatnot. And so, it is, yeah, 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 that's right. Yep. And that's exactly correct. And I feel that there's plenty of ways to do that with price. Yep particularly in e-commerce where uh, the option to remain anonymous and uh, sort of pay with cash and just disappear doesn't exist. You, at some point, you, you, you sort of have to identify yourself. And there, yeah. therein lies the beauty of this conversation. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm one of the companies that I'm advising for or with, I advise with, um, they, they we're, we're about to launch a, a membership program um, for their their customers for, for their, for their best customers. So customers who purchase often, um, just need to pay a hundred dollars per year because the AOV for, for that brand is about 300 or so dollars. Um, the CLV over 12 months is average CLV is, is that 300 mark rather than AOV? Sorry, I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. Um, so their, their CLV, their 12 month CLV is um, about $300. So the ethos here or um, the proposition here with, with the membership program, they already have a loyalty program, by the way, is that if customers pay an upfront fee of a hundred dollars, flat fee of a hundred dollars, they get 5% off all items and expedited shipping free. And um, obviously shipping is a big cost because um, shipping is a minimum $15 typically on, on their side because um, they, they sell hazmat um, you know, products. Yeah. And um, so regardless of if they're running a sale, so if they're running a 20, 20% sale, the 5% still applies. So that turns to 25%. This membership program, which is like a, like an Amazon prime program, essentially is just addressing a segment, a hyper segment of not the average, not the average $300 spenders. These are like the $600 spenders in the sense that, you know, they care more. Um, about the discounts, five percent is a a lot more. We'll go a lot further with five, six hundred dollars of spend or a thousand dollars of spend as well as the savings with shipping as compared yes. to, um, as compared to, um, you know, someone who's spending two or $300. Yes. And, um, the initial proposition to the community was like, oh, where do I sign? You know, when, so we're, we're actually just setting up the, the, um, the technical bit of it. We're building it out, you know, so they can manage um, their membership 
it's it's fascinating because um you know prize in in this instance is a major motivator and it's it's working for for both sides of the equation both the retailer where it's guaranteeing um you know a certain amount of you know income because you know that um this 500 or so customers who have signed up will want to make use of um you know their membership. So you, it's a guaranteed kind of like $500 from each of them yep. in the next 12 months, you know, essentially, and it does really add up. Um, so yeah. Um, wh- what other sort of avenues would you think in the world of e-commerce can we, or, or rather what are the criteria um, besides returning, you know, first time and also, um, um, you know, this hyper, um, loyal customers, can you sort of, um, use price to, um, to, 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 um, to, to lever marketing, essentially, um, a lot of your marketing efforts? Generally speaking, I think that the first thing you're going to want to do is really be thoughtful around what customer data are you collecting? Are you collecting the customer information that's going to allow you to make decisions around your customer base, broadly speaking. Price is one component, but there are many other things. And I think that um, sometimes e-commerce businesses are in such a rush to grow and to really, uh, you know, max, expand revenue, and uh, which is, of course, the name of the game. But we do want to be thoughtful about, um, are we collecting the right information to set ourselves up for success on a going forward basis? Once the end, and are we being really uh, thoughtful around how do we define our best customer? A simple definition of <clears throat> the best customer is one who's purchased the most goods might be sufficient. And frankly, it might be insufficient because there's, there tends to be a lot of detail that's been hidden in just the top line revenue number. <clears throat> could be shipping costs in some cases, mm-hmm. could be margins in other obvious cases. It could be the number of returns relative to the amount of sales. There's a lot of different components and you want to be really thoughtful around, am I collecting this information? Is it useful? Is it usable and accessible to me? And do I have a very clear definition of an, of sort of our, what I would refer to as the, this proto, this uh, archetypal best customer and acceptable customer. And what, how do we define a bad customer? And so now you have a very clear framework to say, I have all the information that I need and I have very clear definitions of my broader customer base from best to worst. And the next question becomes, what am I going to do to maximize the loyalty of the people that are in the best and better and acceptable category? Because those, that really is the foundation of my business. These are the people who have demonstrated some degree of loyalty or some sets of behaviors that I've defined as being central to success, my best customers. And from there, it really opens up the door to a lot of things. You've had many guests on your show talk about marketing programs or marketing schemes to this portion of your customer base. And what I'm proposing is also be thoughtful around providing customers with a differentiated price. Mm -hmm. I would argue that broad marketing schemes, such as um, a discount, uh, uh, an email that goes out to everyone who's purchased a certain item in the last year and says, great news, this item's now 25% off. Those tend to be generally value diminishing. And many of your guests have said, you need to be much more personalized than that in your marketing for it to be effective. Otherwise, you're just sort of destroying brand value and perceptions of value without having the resulting sales. And I agree with those statements. So that next question would be, well, if we don't want to do a generalized marketing schemes where everyone gets a discount just because they happen to, to you know, 
transact with us in the last year, what other things can we do? And my answer is to really be thoughtful around increasing levels of segmentation of your customers, defining who, which customers are the good, better, best, and then providing them a differentiated experience through the e-commerce process. That is to say a price and potentially a premium of some sort. Uh, premiums would be limited edition items, items that are available only to people who have shown, who have purchased in the past. Some, again, specific to the use case, it may, it may differ because there's a lot of different things out there that, um, in some cases you can provide a, maybe a unique or a limited edition item in other cases, it's not possible, but Mm -hmm. conceptually one way to do it is provide a, a differentiated price often lower, but not always. And another, another way would be a premium. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and big commerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's been sold on Shopify? So many merchants use the same themes, layouts, and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store from a mile away. If you're going to build a fast-growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom video, animation, and more. All pages built on Famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile. You can try it for free at famous.co forward slash 2x. That is famous.co forward slash 2x. 
Attention e-commerce teams running Shopify. Messa is the easy way to integrate any Shopify store with any e-commerce app or service. Messa is the only automation platform designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify merchants. By creating workflows that carry out repetitive tasks automatically, merchants can focus on their business and create new customer experiences at scale. Messa has a no-code workflow builder for any action your customers take, such as a new order or product return. Leverage Messa's built-in features to extend your connected apps. Set up email notifications, receive forms, schedule tasks, delay workflows, or even work with files to sync data with your back office systems. Developers love Mesa too, since they can lift the hood on any automation to customize them for total control. Even if you're unsure where to start, Mesa's library of workflow templates help you get set up quickly with popular tasks common to growing businesses. For free, over the next 14 days, either head over to getmesa.com, that is G-E-T-M-E-S-A dot com, or search for Mesa in the Shopify app store. Their team of automation experts will support you on your journey 24-7. Even early access, so rather than yep. having limited edition, you know, you're about to launch a product, you know, you, you, you give them exclusive access like one week ahead. 100%. Um, I, I buy like a hair um, a, a hair product, um, their startup, um, they're less than a year old. They're just doing wonderful things in the, um, in the hair space in the, yeah. And, um, for their existing customers, they do this drops, you know, and yep. um, for existing customers, they, they have a presale. So you, they, they send us an email at a particular date, um, and say, okay, we're, we're about to launch it. Um, you guys have access to our stock. Um, it's only limited for, you know, for, for this period of time. And then we're going to open it to the, to the world. So you get that, that feeling that, okay, these guys are actually treating me a bit special as compared to, to the mass market. They're thinking about me first to, to get my replenishment sorted. Obviously there, there are other ways of doing it by just running a subscription, <laughs> to be honest, you know, and then setting up frequency. That's, um, an easy way to automate things, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, they, they, you know, um, they're, they're more nimble and that's what um they they want to do um the the other thing i wanted to so ask you about is um how does pricing personalized pricing work in um the more lux luxury space you know um so we i could i could see it perfectly working in the in, you know more you know mass market products but where there's this bit of exclusivity um um and this is me just going way out like an Aston Martin, you know, um, yeah. you know, people want to spend so much that they're not, they're not thinking about price, you know, um, when it comes to, to an Aston Martin, it's, it's, it's really the, the status yes. it, it gives you, you know, um, so how do you address personalized, um, you know, um, pricing in, um, in different products, you know, um, you know, categories, you know, based on, um, Mm-hmm. On, yeah. on product types, essentially, and on what they. Yeah. I think that that's an excellent question, and and you you would make the argument that people are buying this specific luxury uh, good or service based on sort of exclusivity. 
And if that's the case, then you, you perhaps the best way of impacting that customer's loyalty is by, is by offering the thing that they seek, which is in fact that exclusivity. So, um, I mean, just in your example, you used, uh, you used Aston Martin as the example. So we're, I'm happy to run with that. Uh, my, my suggestion would be that rather than discount, uh, the, the vehicle to say, um, you, you, the repeat customer, you, the person that's now buying your second Aston Martin, um, qualify for a program where you're able to hand select certain elements, the stitching of the seats, perhaps a, a, a custom logo, perhaps the thing at the door sill that has your name on it, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, to where you feel like, hey, this is just amplifying the exclusivity, which I, which I seek in the first place. The car is reasonably rare, but guess what? I was given an option for a paint color that has only been, it's given to one person per county. And I got mm. that, you know, or the, some yeah. of these types of things that just amplify why it is the person's doing business with you in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, it doesn't um, always have to be discounting yeah. necessarily. Um, I think that specifically at the highest end of the market, ultra luxury, uh, it, that's not necessarily the place where you're going to want to push on price as the differentiating factor. But, you know, there for every one of those situations, there's many, many other situations where the customer does in fact um, want to perceive value. And I, I think that, Price is a very direct mechanism to create value that's yeah. self-evident, but it's not the only mechanism. And I, I'm glad you're bringing up the fact that the broader, uh, the broader customer relationship, which is, includes price, is in fact what determines value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Value is, uh, yeah, value is, is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, what, what do you think... What predictions do you have in in retail, particularly in direct-to-consumer retail? Um, you're seeing um, brands like Gymshark that have got their pricing right. I have to be honest with you. They, they have got their pricing right, especially with the target demographic that they, 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 they have. They're, they're, they're targeting like the under 30s, you know, 19 to, yeah. to 30 year old demographic. And they've just, they've blown up, you know, um, they're, they're, they're doing two, maybe $300 million a year, seven year old company, um, started out from a garage, um, and they're selling gym wear. Um, so I've seen all the startups in, in this space come in and they were more technical, more Lululemon type technical. And, um, they faced a backlash in terms of like pricing because they wanted to, you know, prize, um, higher and, um, the value was just words. <laughs> yes. It was just words. Yes. And so they have grown, but, but not as, as fast. So in, in the direct consumer space where there is definitely differentiation from, which is pretty much a marketing play. Many products are alike to, to be honest. Yes. Um, but there is differentiation. Um, you know, you, people buy into the brand. They, they just love the, there's this emotional layer to it, which clouds every other judgment or which, you know, um, gives them, um, a reason to rationalize their, their purchase regardless of, you know, the price, but the, the more mass markets I, I'm seeing them, you know, go, um, obviously I'm seeing price being right what are your thoughts or what's your advice to, to listeners and, you know, this podcast who are, who are in the direct consumer space? 
on um, how to effectively prize, you know, um, the 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 on their pricing strategy mm-hmm. moving forward in a post COVID world. That's a yeah, yeah double barrel question, but um, yeah, no, yeah. it's good. It, it's a great question. Um, I think the, the the first thing I would say you're using uh, Jim Shark as an example, and that's a great example. So why don't we why don't we say to the people at Jim Shark, please be thoughtful around your existing customer base and ensuring that you are gathering the, that you have created the framework to gather the necessary information so that you can utilize data analytics tools, marketing tools, technology tools to, to really reward uh, and retain your existing customers. That's always your best, the best bet. And so much time and attention is put to new customers or customers who have left. And I think people misunderstand that they should also be spending potentially even more time with the existing good customers that you have. So get your architecture in place to really be thoughtful around um, generating increasingly personalized customer experience. That would be the first place. Then one of those increasingly uh, personalized customer experiences should of course be price. And then that question becomes how how should we start to create differentiated prices based on our uh, uh, on various segments of our customers? I find that when it comes to e-commerce, there's just this implicit assumption that any anyone that shows up to my website or my mobile site, whatever it may be, anyone that shows up to my shop, so to speak, is equivalent. Uh, I just want to get more of these people. I want to do more of these transactions. And while I understand why revenue growth and customer base base growth is obviously critical. It's also important to recognize that these customers are not homogenous necessarily. Some Mm -hmm. of them can end up being with you as, as consistent and repeat customers for long periods of time. And those customers are, are essentially become recurring revenue streams. Mm -hmm. And as you generate, as you be, as you're being thoughtful around how to identify these customers and maximize the number of these much more loyal, consistent customers, I think you're really generating the most enterprise value rather than chasing this one-off customer that happens to make a purchase relatively, you know, with high, high sort of marketing costs associated with it and then doesn't come back. I mean, that's fine. But I think that the, the idea around targeting the more loyal customer, giving them a differentiated experience starts with data, data, having the right data architecture in place and then goes towards really maximizing the, the, the lifetime value of that customer and the perceived value for that customer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as strategic as your advice is, I'm already sort of seeing applications in email marketing, for instance. So with, you know, um, with, 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 with e-commerce personalized e- e- email yeah. <laughs> um, service providers, ESPs like Clavio, um, OmniSend and the rest of them, you're, you're able to do exactly what you said, which is yep. really segment. So they, they deeply integrate with e-commerce platforms and they will categorize, um, yeah, customer types, you know, based on spend, based on frequency, based on recency. And, um, you're, you're then able to create very specific flows, email flows to, to those people. And, and then, you know, with, would you say, big question, this presentation or manipulation, I wouldn't say manipulation, but this presentation of, um, of a very dynamic 
dynamic, a very personalized price to a particular segment, would you say it would be best presented on site or with a discount code? How, how would you execute this um, so that, you know, customers get the maximum perceived value um, or even feel special? You know, um, are you going to just give them a discount or um, would you actually manipulate, would you actually change or strike out, use a, a price strikeout on site? What what are your your thoughts on that? How would you sort of um, push push the the price um, adjustment? It's a great through? question. Um, I think there's a, there's kind of two dynamics here. The first one is uh, to what degree are you able to track the uh, the effectiveness of your scheme? And typically, the code based uh, programs where you need to input some sort of a code uh, um, allow you to get a gauge um, the effectiveness of your scheme quite a bit. You can, you can, you know, you can get sort of click through rates and you can get what percentage of people are taking advantage of this, of this offer. So that there is that benefit. Uh, the downside of it is that you're sort of putting the burden on your customer to do sort of gent, not, this is not always true, but if you're not careful, you're asking them to do one yet one more thing. So if the email marketing is done very well, you just click the button and the code is all part of the it's whole all process. To, to check out, yeah, yeah, but so often that's not actually not the case. And there is a, um, you know, there's a, actually a little section in the checkout process that says, you know, and you have to remember it and you have to go back to your email and you really want to be thoughtful around how seamless is this actually going to be. Of course, maximum seamless is to simply do this thing. When Kunle comes to the website, he already gets this price and it, it, we've made this as easy as possible for him. Mm. Mm. I'm generally an advocate for easier is better. I'm definitely an advocate for, um, I, would, I would argue, and hopefully you agree with me, regardless of whether the commercial experience is e-commerce or even if it were brick and mortar, if you feel like you're actually just getting a different price right off the bat, based on who you are because you've been recognized and you've been thanked essentially at the time of checkout. I think that that's an excellent experience. You'd have to make sure that your checkout process is capable of doing such a thing. But for example, a simple cookie that says customer has purchased before customer gets a pop-up that says, Hey, thanks for coming back. We've knocked 10 bucks off. That's, that's generally a a very uh, sort of, the, the data will show that that is uh, very well received by customers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's no different in the e-commerce sense than it would be in brick and mortar. If you were to yeah. walk into a store and the person were to say, Hey, you're back. Thanks. Yeah. What can I do for you today? And you say, look, I'm actually here to pick up some socks. And yeah. the guy says, you know what? That's great. Uh, we'll take care of you today. And yeah. at checkout, you have some delightful experience. For example, you bought three pairs of socks and were charged for two. God yeah. knows what it might be. But that's that's generally the type of thing where you say, hey, that was excellent. I can't wait to go back and get, get another uh, thing from these uh, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. So so um, in the UK, I think even in the US, because um, I've seen a few of my visits to the US, there's a um, coffee chain. It's, it's not really a coffee chain store. It's, it's an organic cafe type, um, you know, fast food, just organic fast food. Um, it's called Pret-a-Manger. Yes. And, or Pret-a-Manger. Um, so, so Pret-a-Manger, um, what they have instituted, I remember when I used to work in the city center, um, is if you, so they, they empower their, their baristas or staff 
to give people to just randomly give people stuff right and they have a tab so they probably have like a 25 pound per day limit so what used to happen was i i, I used to religiously go to 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 Pret-a-Manche for um for for lunch this is yes. many many years ago um i'll just buy a sandwich or buy, buy what have you and a coffee and I'll, and I'll go away but there's this particular guy who just liked me <laughs> yes right um and um he would quite randomly like i expected it like and I didn't know the days, you know, so I'll go there Monday yeah. to Friday and then one or two days he'd be like, the coffee's on me, yes. you know, or, you know, don't worry about, it's, it's all on me. Or here are some sandwiches we're never going to sell. <laughs> Take it to the office. Yes. And, you know, let's say I, sometimes I'd, you know, I'd work so hard till about 3 p.m. and I'll just try and want to eat something and I'll go there. And he's like, look, we're not selling these three, you know, these sandwiches, take it to your office and, you know, be a good person, yes, <laughs> help us yes. get rid of it. And yes. that just got me to subconsciously always go back. And there's a prize element to it. There's a gifting element to it. There's, you know, um, surprise, a positive surprise. Positive, we all react really well to that. Exactly. And, and yeah. obviously I, 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 I know that like my five or 10 pound budget um, will will drop essentially. I yes. would not spend what I anticipate to spend. Yeah. Um. You know, a few times. You know, a day by by going back, and and that you know made a difference. And you know, to to this day, when I see him, if I was last time I saw him, you know, I'm like, you know, hello, and you know, there's yeah. that affinity with the brand long term. Mm-hmm. So so it's really trying to bring these experiences, you know, into into retail, into D 2 C, into e commerce, which. Which is what you know. Um, a lot of listeners should should um, should think about. Hundred percent. That's the main point. I think of my. You know, we can get very deep into pricing, but at the end of the day, resist the urge to think of your customer base as homogenous. They are not mm. homogenous. The, there are better and worse customers, and you really want to be thoughtful about how you're going to reward the better customers. Mm. My book and today's conversation is around price, but the mm. bigger the bigger point is resist the urge to treat your customer base as a homogenous blob. Okay. Right. Cactus. Um, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you just wrapping up, um, prize maximizing customer loyalty through personalized pricing, um, was out in on Amazon UK on February 15th of 2021. Um, there's a Kindle edition and a paperback, I believe. Um, I would link to it in the show notes. Um, if people want to follow you, are you active on any social media um, platforms or? I'm on LinkedIn, you know, and okay. I'm, I'm happy to take any questions or make any okay. suggestions. I'm not, I'm, I'm not in the consulting business and I don't charge mm. for advice. I'm just happy to be helpful to other entrepreneurs. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, many, many thanks um, for, for coming on the 2X e-commerce podcast show. It's, it's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Kunle. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.